but look at all of you. I'm very happy. So, JHM, I'm happy you're here. If I haven't had a chance to meet you yet, I'm Justin. I work on staff with junior high. I know we saw some new people today bringing friends to church. I love that. It's so great. Uh, Every week, we're going to take a little time and get into the Bible, and we're going to learn something. Hopefully not something that's just like, oh, whatever. Hopefully it's something that you can get into your week on Monday, Tuesday, maybe even, you know, months from now, and say, man, I remember when I learned that. Like, that's useful. I like that. Uh, So that's our hope for what we're going to learn today. And we're starting a new series. We do series, uh, a new series every single month in junior high. We do a different series every month, but over summer, we do the same thing over all of summer. So this summer we're doing a series called shock the city. And you don't know what that is yet, but you're going to learn about it as you know, the summer goes on. But let me just give it to you in just a little bit. It's basically this idea that when God gets involved in something, shocking things happen, unexpected, unpredictable. You didn't see that coming moments happen when God gets involved in normal everyday stuff, stuff that we deal with on a regular basis. And it's stuff that sometimes feels like it's such a big thing. But when God gets involved, huge things happen. Shock the city. We believe if you get this, that if with God, big things, shocking things can happen, it's going to change you. It's going to change your family. It's going to change how you do stuff with your family. It's going to change your neighborhoods. It's going to change your schools. We believe they can change everything. And we're going to learn about it all summer long, leading right up to summer camp, which is going to be incredible. So do me a favor, grab Bibles, grab pens, grab notepapers, because we are going to learn stuff today. And you're going to want to take notes. You're going to want them to take them home and show them to your mom and dad and say, look what I learned, because they're going to question you. We'll talk about that later. All right. So every week I have a lean-in question. Here's the lean-in question for today. It's going to be up here on the screen. I want you to see it. Have you ever shocked someone by forgiving them when you felt they didn't deserve it, okay? Now, everybody's probably forgiven somebody for something. You know, maybe you've been the recipient of forgiveness. Maybe you've been the person who've given forgiveness. Forgiveness is not an easy thing sometimes with people. Sometimes, like, it's actually very difficult to forgive. Like, we actually, I spend time with students, and I even spend time with parents, and we talk all about, like, how do you forgive better? Like, how can you become better forgivers? Now, the thing is that there's kind of two different ways of looking at this, okay? Here's way number one. There's some things that it's really easy to forgive. Some things that are really easy to forgive. Where's my guy on the slides back there? There he is. Sometimes it's easy to forgive stuff. All right, sometimes it's really easy to forgive. Let me give you a couple examples of things that it's really easy to forgive, okay? If someone, you know, scuffs your shoe by accident and they apologize, it's easy to say, I accept your apology. It's no big deal. It's not, a, I mean, it's, it's easy to forgive that stuff. If someone grabs the last hamburger right after service, we're barbecuing downstairs. Someone grabs the last hamburger and you wanted the last hamburger and they look at you like, oh, I'm so sorry. And they eat it in front of you. Will you forgive me for eating this last hamburger? It's easy to forgive someone for eating a hamburger. This is easy stuff. Here's a couple other examples. Okay. This is from my own life. Here's a picture of my kid. We went to Disneyland. All right. I don't know if anyone's ever been to there and the, they have the changing table table area. And my kid just starts grabbing all the toilet paper and rolling some himself up with the toilet paper. So, and here's the thing, he's a baby, right? Easy to forgive babies. Babies can almost do babies and old people can do almost whatever they want. And it's easy to forgive them. It's just true. Here's another one. This is my kid. We were about to go out. Me and my wife were about to go out for dinner. We were going to take him with us. All right. As we're, we just gave him a bottle. As we're leaving, we're walking toward the door. He pukes all over himself. Now, obviously, being good, you can't get mad at a kid. You can't get mad at a baby for puking on themselves. You just can't do it. And, you know, being good parents, like me and Britt are, 
We took a picture of it first before we did anything else. And then we had cleaned them up and, you know, we, we got, but we weren't mad. We didn't hold a grudge. We weren't angry. It's easy to forgive stuff. It's, it's easy to forgive. But then there are some things where it's hard to forgive. Okay, there's things that's hard to forgive. And, and you know these times in life that it's hard to forgive, okay? Maybe a friend invites, you know, everyone out to go see a movie except for you. You're the one left out. And, it, and that really hurts. It hurts. And that's hard to forgive. That's a hurtful thing. It's a hard thing to forgive. Okay, maybe you and your friend get in an argument. Maybe you guys aren't seeing eye to eye. You're not in agreement. And they start saying things about you behind your back. Maybe they start spreading rumors about you. They start saying unflattering things, mean things about you. And you catch wind of this. You hear about this. And you're like, that's really mean. Like, it's hard for me to forgive that. That's a mean thing. It's really hurt. Cuts really deep. It's really harsh. Here's a couple of things that might be hard to forgive, okay? Here's um, a guy uh, drove into somebody's bedroom, okay? If they, imagine waking up to a car sitting in your bedroom. That's a hard thing to forgive, okay? Here's another thing. This might be really hard to forgive. A buddy of mine, this is a real photo. A buddy of mine lent their phone to a friend of ours to play a game on it. And he keeps playing the game, playing the game. And then he gets all butterfingers on us and drops the phone face down, belly flop, busted screen, it's a hard thing to forgive me. This happened to me. I'd be, it'd be, I'd be holding a grudge for a while. It's a hard thing to forgive. And here's the thing. There are things that it's easy to forgive. And then there are things that are hard to forgive. And this is what I find. This is what I believe, okay? I believe that the Bible teaches us something about how to forgive when things are really hard. And here's the, here's the deal. He doesn't, he doesn't just teach us it by saying, you should do this or you should do that. And I hate learning like that. I'm not, I don't learn like that. You know, I don't learn that way. I don't like to lead that way. My staff hopefully would say the same thing about me. Like, I, 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 this isn't me. I don't like when people look at me and say, hey, you need to do this. You need to do that. I don't like that. So we're going to look at the story from the book of Genesis. And we're going to look at the story and we're just going to make observations. I'm going to help you make observations of what this guy Joseph is doing. And see if we can learn anything from what he's doing. And maybe we can try and do the same thing. And I believe this is, a sh- this is shocking. Shocking kind of forgiveness. That's what we're talking about today. We're talking about forgiveness. So let me give you a little bit of the backstory on this. Uh, so you kind of, you know, everyone's up to speed, okay? There was this guy named Joseph. He was young, okay? He was a young, sweet, exciting guy. And his dad thought he was awesome. His dad totally liked him. And it probably, his dad, like Joseph was like his dad's favorite. Now Joseph had a bunch of brothers, like, you know, 12 other brothers and whatnot. And the, 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 this guy, Joseph had these dreams, okay? God would give him these dreams at night. So he would have these dreams. And one of these dreams was he was this big barrel of hay. I mean, you know, imagine a big barrel of hay and all these other barrels of hay, like were, would bow down to him. And he woke up from this dream and he's like, you know what I think that dream means? I think that dream means one day my older brothers are all going to bow down to me. And he went and found his older brothers. He's like, Hey guys, I had this dream. It's so crazy. I had this dream of these, this hay. And I think it means God's trying to tell me that one day you're all going to bow down to me. Now imagine your little brother or sister coming to you and being like, Hey, I had this dream that one day you're going to bow down to me and like, and listen to me and I'm going to be in charge. You'd look at him and be like, I'm going to shove you in a closet. Like (laughs) I'm not going to bow down to you. Are you crazy? But, and his, the brothers, okay, they were losing their minds when Joseph said this, they thought it was crazy. And Joseph's always talking, talking, talking. And so one day they all were out in a field and they were like, you know what we should do? Joseph, annoying Joseph, who keeps giving us a hard time saying we're going to bow down to him. We should kill him. Yeah, that's what we should do. We should kill. So they all had this plan to kill him. And they threw him. So then they executed the plan. They threw him in this pit. And they were going to throw him in the pit. And they were going to leave him there. And let him starve to death and just die in this pit. Imagine how mean that is. Imagine doing that to your brother or sister. That's terrible. Well, you know, luckily these guys had a change of heart. 
Okay, they're not so cruel. They said, you know what? Maybe we shouldn't kill them. Look, there's some guys, some merchants coming from Egypt. Why don't we just sell them into slavery? That's a lot nicer. So they get them out of the pit, sell them into slavery, go back to dad. And dad's like, hey, where's Joseph? Where's my favorite son? And they say, you know what? Joseph's so great he got eaten by a bear. So great he's gone now. So uh, let's move on. Let's go do something else. And literally they went on with their life. Now, Joseph is now in Egypt as a slave. He was in this house, a guy named Potiphar, his house. And he got accused of something. And he ended up getting thrown in jail. And then he was in jail. And like things are really tough for him there and and he was interpreting people's dreams in jail it was just so crazy and this whole time he believed that god was with him even through these really hard times which i think for me for you might be really hard to believe that you know god is with us during these really hard times but joseph believed that so joseph believed that god was with him during these hard times and then he got the opportunity to interpret a dream for pharaoh who was the king of egypt and he was there with pharaoh and he interpreted the dream and pharaoh said you know what joseph You are so smart, you're so wise, handsome, all these things. You are going to be in charge in Egypt. I'm going to put you, you're going to be second in command in Egypt, answering only to me. So now this is like 30 years after his brothers plotted his death. He is now second in command in Egypt. There's a famine in the entire land. Everyone was out of food except for Egypt. Egypt was the only group that wasn't out of food. So everyone's coming from all over the place to help them, you know, you know, buy food from the people of Egypt. And who comes walking in to buy food but Joseph's brothers. Joseph's brothers come in to buy food, okay? So they come in. They, they're getting food. They didn't recognize Joseph at the time. They didn't think it was him. They couldn't recognize him. Like Joseph was talking in Egyptian. Like they didn't know it was him, but Joseph knew it was them. And he eventually tells them, like, oh, I'm Joseph, I'm the guy. And they were in just complete shock. And, but Joseph was totally cool about it, okay? He was totally cool. He said, listen, guys, everyone, you guys move to Egypt. Bring dad. You guys have a new brother, Benjamin. Bring him. Let's all live in Egypt. Everything's cool. And so they're all living in Egypt. Now, here's the thing. This picks up in chapter 50, verse 15. This is when the father has just died, Okay, just died of old age. Totally normal thing. People die. Died of old age. And this is where we pick up. So I want to start reading, okay? But now that their father was dead, so this is all the brothers. Now their father was dead, Joseph's brothers became fearful. Now Joseph will show his anger and pay us back for all the wrong we did to him, they said. Okay, so here, here's what's happening, okay? The brother, the father is dead. They felt that the only reason Joseph wasn't taking out all of his anger for, you know, trying to kill him and then selling him into slavery, the only reason that Joseph wasn't paying back, like, that vendetta, like, the anger of being sold into slavery back to his brothers, getting even with his brothers, the only reason why they believed is because the father was alive. Now the father was dead, and they thought they were toast. So here, I want you to write this down. It's going to be up here on the screen, okay? Uh, When it comes to uh, fear, it's going to be up here on the screen. Fear and the unforgiven walk hand in hand. I want you to write this down. Because the brothers, they were just so afraid. Like, if you're an unforgiven person, and the, the, the brothers, okay, this is the context of the brothers. They were unforgiven. One, because they never went to Joseph and asked for forgiveness. Do you know how insane that is? Do you know how insane? I mean, really think about this. Think about this, okay? You sell your brother into slavery after plotting to murder him. Then the whole thing kind of unfolds in Egypt 30 years later. He's alive. And you never sit down with him and say, hey, you know, remember that time that we 
tried to kill you and sold you in slavery. Pretty nuts. We were all young and just, we were all young and just kind of crazy. Uh, you know, we're good, right? We're, we're, we're sorry. You're forgiving us. Like we're good, right? Like you, like your parents ask you to apologize to your brother or sister. If you like take one of their things without asking. Okay. Like this is like their brother sold him into slavery and they just never talked about it. Like it's totally insane. And that, that unforgiveness like that unforgiveness, like these brothers who were, they never talked about it. They never asked for forgiveness. All they did was live in fear that one day Joseph was going to snap and take all of this anger that he's been building up inside out on the brothers. Fear and, and unforgiven and the unforgiven walk hand in hand. This is what it says in the next verse. I want you to see this verse. Uh, this is the next verse. Uh, so they sent a message. They sent this message to Joseph. Now I want you guys to know this is all a big lie. Okay. It's all a lie. What you're about to read is a lie. Okay. Let me give you an example. Imagine if your parents went on a date night. Okay. And you maybe eighth graders, maybe this is more for you. Seventh graders. I don't think sixth graders are there yet, but maybe you are. And they leave for a date night and they leave you in charge of your younger siblings. Okay, they leave you in charge of your younger siblings. All right, so is that anyone in here? Anyone that ever happened? Okay, so parents are on a date night. You're in charge of the younger siblings for a night. Now imagine this, okay? Mom and dad leave, and all of you, you're all going to grow up like, you know, this might be you. And mom and dad leave for the night. And you, and so mom and dad are gone. And then you pull out a note and say, hey, yeah, before mom and dad left, they wrote this note. They want me to read it to you. Uh, uh, here's what it says. Dear sibling, uh, I want you to cook cookies for your older sibling and feed it to them with cold milk and clean their room. And I want you to also do their homework, have it done by the time we get back. And it's like, yeah, mom and dad, I don't know why they wrote that to you, but that's what they want you to do. That's so insane. That's exactly what's happening here. These brothers got together and they were like, Hey, listen, let's write this note. Let's make it look like it's from dad so that they, Joseph doesn't kill us. And this is what he says. Before your father died, he instructed us this is all a lie. To say to you, once again, they're making this all up. Please forgive your brothers for the wrong they did, to, they did to you. For their sin in treating you so cruelly. So we, the servants of the God, your father, beg you to forgive our sin. When Joseph received this message, so he got this written message to them, received this message, he broke down and wept. He was emotional about this. This is emotional for him. This is his family. This is emotional for him. And then his brothers came and threw themselves down before Joseph. Look. We are your slaves, they said. They thought that Joseph was going to take out all their anger, all his rage, all the stuff he's been building up because they've never talked about it. All that, he was just going to you know, lay it out on him. He was going to punish the brothers. Here's what it says. I want you to write this down, okay? Healing doesn't happen over time. Forgiveness heals. So if anyone in this room has ever been wronged by someone, maybe it's been a friend who you've gotten in a fight with and they've wronged you or you've wronged them. Maybe it's with a sibling. You guys have gotten into arguments and, you know, you haven't talked for a couple of days. Maybe you got in a fight with someone and you're immediately unfollowing them on everything and blocking them on everything because you're just like, I'm just going to act like they don't exist for a while. And you say to yourself, I'm going to act like they don't exist for a while because in like a month from now, I'll feel, I'll feel a lot better. Um, a couple days from now, it'll all be good. But we know... But that's not what happens because time doesn't heal things. Forgiveness heals things. You know, time just lets things sit and you know, leaves them unfinished. 
Forgiveness resolves things. You know, there's this verse in the Bible. It's not going to be up here on the screen. This is a free one for you, okay? So if you guys are paying attention, you're going to want to write this down. This is good stuff, all right? There's this verse in the Bible that says, Do not let the sun go down on your anger. You guys can Google that and look it up later, find out what verse. I forget what verse off the top of my head, which, which is fine, okay? I don't have every verse in the Bible memorized. It's totally cool. If you don't have every verse in the Bible memorized either, that's totally fine. We're all learning here. We're all good, okay? There's this verse in the Bible that says, don't let the sun go down on your anger. Well, why does it say that in the Bible? Well, Jesus is teaching us something. This is what Jesus is teaching us. He's teaching us that time does not heal things. That if, you have, if you're angry or you have an issue with someone, go to them and work it out. Because letting the sun go down and waking up in the morning and saying, all right, well, everything's good now, that doesn't work. Forgiveness is the thing that heals. Now, I want you to see this verse. This is, the, the, this is how this whole thing starts wrapping up. Joseph replied, don't be afraid of me. Am I God that I can punish you? Which, you know, he's just saying, listen, I don't punish. It's not my role to punish people. It's God's role to punish people, not my role. And this is what it says in verse 20 through 23. I want you to see this. This is the last verses we're going to really look at in this story. This is Joseph. This is so, just insane. Imagine how shocking this is, okay? Let's recap. They plotted his death. Then they sold him to slavery. He spent time in prison. This is 30 years later. Like a really tough life. He lost his childhood. He lost all that time with family and friends. Like he lost all that time with the people that he knew that cared about him. He lost all of that time. Like if anyone's holding on to anger or a grudge, like it would be Joseph, right? Like he would be the guy that's holding on to like, I can't believe you did that to me. I don't, you're going to pay for it. Now's my time to finally make you pay for it. Like if anyone's justified in making someone pay for something wrong that they did to them, this would be the guy that's sold into slavery. However bad you have it, unless you've been sold into slavery, Joseph has one up on you. Like he, he was sold into slavery by his brothers. He's the guy that should make them pay for what they did. He's the one that's justified to say, no, no, these guys aren't worth forgiving. These guys, they got to pay for it. And this is how Joseph responds. You intend to harm me, but God intended it all for good. He brought me to this position so I could save the lives of many people. No, don't be afraid. I will continue to hear this. I will continue to take care of you and your children. So he reassured them, speaking kindly to them. Okay. Someone hurts you and you repay that with anger. It doesn't solve anything. It doesn't heal anything. When God gets involved, shocking forgiveness takes place. That he can see. And here's the thing. If you, if you, don't, if you know who Jesus is, like you, can, you understand this. Because the people who know Jesus knows that there's a bigger plan. That when things go bad, like there's a plan. Like even if it's tough, it's difficult, it's hard, it's not easy, there's a plan. People that know Jesus knows there's a plan. People who don't know Jesus, uh, they're just trying to figure out, like, you know, as they go, every day is a different decision. Every moment's a different moment. Like, we hope it all works out. We're, we're praying for good luck. You know, those who believe in Jesus don't believe in luck. They believe in his plan, Jesus' plan, that Jesus has a plan. People who don't believe in Jesus, like, they hope it all works out because they, they don't really have any guiding, you know, principle of a plan. Jesus has a plan. Joseph, when God gets involved in Joseph's life, he knows that all these things that happen aren't just random things, bad luck moments. This is all part of a plan that God has. So here's the thing. 
he reassured them, speaking kindly to them. You know, I've been hurt before. When I was in high school, um, I got left out of something, okay? And, and, you know, I won't go into details of what that whole thing was, but I was left out. My, all my friends, they went and did a thing. I was the one who wasn't invited. And it was really, like, hurtful to me. So, and I didn't have a good way of, you know, get, forgiving people. I didn't have a good ra- way of dealing with conflict. So I, I was in my anger, being upset. Like I just, I started blasting people and just started saying things and spreading rumors, like really unhealthy, very bad, non-Jesus-like things. You know, it, it, that ended up causing more wounds in people, like hurting more people. It didn't heal anything. You know, the idea of forgiveness is to heal. You know, I want you to see this verse before we move on. It's really a quick verse, okay? If you're going to memorize a verse, it's a verse worth memorizing. It's an easy verse out of Proverbs. Some people make cutting remarks, but the words of the wise bring healing. You know, when you're hurt, some people make cutting remarks. When, when something happens between friends or when something happens between siblings, like when things happen, sometimes people make cutting remarks. They say mean things. They start rumors. They bully you. They start, they start gossip. They, they say the meanest, harshest things. But the words of the wise bring healing. You know, sometimes there's people with wisdom that know that speaking harshly or spreading rumors or lies or being mean gets you nowhere. It just hurts more people. You know, the the words of the wise bring healing. Now, I want you to write this down. This is easy stuff, and then I'm going to show you something. Forgiveness heals. The person forgiving and the person being forgiven. Forgiveness heals. It heals the person who is forgiving and the one being forgiven. Okay? Forgiveness heals. So let me give you an example, okay? Let me give you an example, okay? Say this bucket is you. This is a simple example. You guys are going to get this so easily, okay? This bucket is you, okay? This stuff I'm pouring into it, this is just, this is just life, okay? This is all the things that happen, you know, all the good things, some of the tough things, and uh, you know, it, the, the hope is that we're able to keep it all together, okay? Keep it all together. Now, here's the thing that happens. You know, when everything's healthy, when it's all working, we're able to keep it all together. Nothing leaks. There's no big problems, right? Now, here's the deal. Life isn't always that easy. Sometimes people hurt us. They say mean things to us. They, you know, they are harsh to us, whatever, okay? These things happen, okay? So this is what the drill is for, okay? So, you know, imagine that time that, you know, someone says, uh, you know, hey, we're all going to go out. We're all going to go see a movie, but, like, you're not the one invited. That really hurts. So that just like puts like this big hole like in you. That hurts, right? Like imagine the argument you get in with a brother or sister. Okay, like not a little argument. Like it's a big argument. And you end up saying things to each other that like you don't mean. And then you never talk about it. You don't forgive. You don't resolve it. Okay, that leaves like this other big like, you know, hole in you. And then imagine like the, you get an argument with your, bro, you know, family, mom and dad. You say things you don't mean to each other. You guys never talk about it. So, you know, there's no forgiveness there. Okay, imagine, all right, you get, you know, the, you make the team. Okay, you make the team. Your friend doesn't make the team. And then the, and they're just giving you a hard time about it because they are hurt that they didn't make the team and you did and they don't know how to deal with the pain of being left out and rejected and not being good enough so then they say things that are mean and that are hurtful and you know that all happens and and you know also all these hurts happen right all these things happen and so when they're when they're left unresolved you know what i believe i believe that forgiveness heals but if we don't forgive if we never deal with this stuff then when life starts happening and it does okay and it starts you know starts filling up our life we just start leaking everywhere Okay, we, we start leaking everywhere because we can't hold it all in because the pain, like it's just, it's not healed. It's left open. The wounds are there. Like the hurt of how we're feeling is there. It's all unresolved. So here's the thing. And I don't know about you, okay? 
So if, you're, if you have like a situation that's kind of like that, where you know, forgiveness hasn't taken place, I can totally understand it. Okay? I can totally understand. I can totally relate. I've had issues with people that for some of them, it's taken me years to forgive them. You know, for some people, even if it's hard, like it, it's, it was like that difficult, painful conversation. You just say, hey, listen, I, I'm hurt. And I know you probably are too. And we need to talk about it. And I know that may sound crazy, but I want to forgive you. And, or I want you to forgive me. Because, because what's, what's happening now, it's not helping anything. It's hurting. Because forgiveness is a thing that heals. So imagine this, okay? Because I believe in Jesus. I want, you guys, I want you guys to know that I believe in Jesus. Because when we're willing to do the shocking forgiveness thing, okay? Shocking forgiveness. When we're willing to do the shocking forgiveness thing, and this is what makes Jesus so good. Jesus, he wants to like heal stuff, all right? He wants to fix things. But he doesn't just fix the outside, like the things that we all see. He actually starts with you, and he starts fixing like the inside of what's going on. So he starts helping you, you know, fixing what's in the inside of the pain you're dealing with with and the hurts you're dealing with because Jesus cares about you, but you know, he cares about you. He made you, he made you exactly the way he wants you. Uh, he starts healing and fixing you and, and making things better from like the inside out. He starts with the inside and then, okay, Jesus thinks about the outside. So he starts to heal other things. So he starts to heal all the things that are happening on the outside. He starts to, you know, help restore and fix relationships that are broken. And, you know, that person that you just don't know how to talk to him, you know, he helps figure out how to have that conversation. And if you don't know how to have that conversation, that's why we have leaders in the room. That's why we have a pastor. Like, that's why we have a great staff. So we can have these discussions with you, help you figure these things out. This tape is, like, really serious. So let me get some of this off here. Oh, it's very strong tape, okay? So he comes, he starts like kind of patching up these holes and fixing this stuff and all these little things. Now, here's the thing. You might think, man, I want this. Like, I totally want this. I, I, you know, things haven't been going well with this person or that person. And if only we could, you know, just have a conversation to fix things. It would just be so great. Now, here's the thing. It doesn't mean that it's not, the pain's not going to be there. It doesn't mean that it's just going to be like everything's back to normal. Because sometimes it, t- it takes time for things to get back to normal. But this is what I know for sure. I know that before, there are these big holes, these big hurts that we carried with us. And when we're willing to forgive... When we're willing to be shocking in our forgiveness of other people, those holes that we carry with us, and we know what they look like, and we know where they're from. Jesus fixes those. Maybe sometimes it's a hard process, but you know what? It starts with forgiveness. It starts with Joseph looking at his brothers and saying, hey guys, I care about you. Like I know I have the, I should have the right to just be angry at you and want, want to revenge on you, but I don't. I care about you. And I, and I want to make sure that we're good. Like, it starts with willingness to have that conversation. And when you are, I'm telling you, like, you know, the leaking stops. Jesus heals those things. You know, here's what I want you to write down. This is a big idea for today. Okay, this is simple stuff. Real forgiveness is shocking. And you guys know what fake forgiveness looks like, right? It's, it's someone saying, hey, you know, you guys need to... You guys need to, you know, shake hands and, and put it all behind you. And you're like, okay. You That's fake forgiveness. That's not real forgiveness. I'm talking about looking at someone in the eye and saying, you know what, you have messed up or I have messed up and I'm sorry and I want to forgive you or I want you to forgive me. Real forgiveness is shocking, but it heals the person forgiving and the one being forgiven. It heals the person forgiving and the one being forgiven. So when you go home today and your mom or dad says like, hey, what did you guys learn today? You're going to be able to look at them and say, you know what I learned today? 
And you know, and maybe this, for you, you're like, I don't know why I learned this today. This isn't useful for me. And maybe it's not useful for you today. Maybe when the school year starts, it'll be useful. Maybe two years from now, it'll be useful. But there's going to come a day where someone is going to need forgiveness. And I want you to remember this. I want you to look at mom and dad and say, you know what I learned today? I learned that real forgiveness is shocking. It heals the person forgiving and the one being forgiven. And then you look back at mom and dad and what do you say to mom and dad? What did you learn today? Hey, if you're going to question me, I'm going to question you. What did you learn? You got to keep your parents on their toes, all right? Now, here's the deal. This is what we're going to do. Leaders are here around the room. We're going to take two minutes. This is very short. Leaders are around the room. We need to count points. Now, I'm not, I'm not kidding. We put money toward a serious accountant. Every week, we report to them the numbers that we got from the weekend, the numbers we got from Paddling Grub, the numbers we got from Shocking Fridays. We collect all those numbers together. Every week, we're going to give you an update on where we are with the numbers, who is winning the challenge. It takes us all the way to summer camp. And when we get to summer camp, it is game time at summer camp. Now, here's the deal. Your leaders are here around the room. There are cards. Jeremy's passing them out to your leaders. I want you to make sure you find a leader They're going to be standing there with a card, with a pen. Make sure they count you, tally you. If you brought a friend, make sure they tally that. There's other things on that sheet. If you're wondering, what do I get points for? It's on the calendar. You can go grab the summer calendar. It's on the Welcome Center and grab it and look at it and see all the ways you can get points. We'll throw it on Instagram later. If you have Instagram, you should follow at Junior High Ministry. You should also follow me too. And I actually like having followers. Jeremy knows this. Like Every time I get a follower, I throw a little party in my office. It's true. You never see those, but I do them. Uh, so, one minute now. Turn to your leaders, collect your points, and then we're opening that door and we're going straight downstairs. If you can, if you smell, you can kind of smell the barbecue already going. Burgers are on the grill. It's free. There's enough. It's all for you because I love you. So, check in with your leader and get points. All right, quiet. Check in with your leader, and get points. Girls are going to be the first ones to get in line. Girls first. No, 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 no. Get with your leader. Count points. All right, make sure you check with your leader. All right, barbecue time.